all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yes, and today we are going to do something a little different, but it is something we have done once before. We are going to hearken back to oh, our... Are, are we not supposed to do our follow-us and oh, I'm chats? So, you're I'm just sorry? right yes. into it, man. When it's your topic, you're all over it. Go for it. <laughs> follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. We didn't even talk about what we were drinking. We didn't. Nothing. I, I, you're just ready. I'm just going for it. You're just ready. <laughs> well, what are we drinking <laughs> at uh, 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? We are drinking, well, I am drinking Mm -hmm. my favorite national local beer. Mm -hmm. You are having? I am having a Blue Moon Mango Wheat. Those are actually pretty good. Yeah, they are. Not bad. Not bad at all. It's a good fruity beer, and it's getting warmer here, so it's more apropos. I think, uh, uh, sorry to anybody who lives in the north or (laughs) in a cold climate, I think winter here is pretty much done. Yes, I agree. And it usually... It's going to be in the 80s in the next couple days. And it usually... Winter generally gets done about this time mm-hmm. of year, late February, early March. We're almost into the yellowing season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst. That's going to come up like that, that is the nice thing about right now for like a month. Yeah, it's nice weather Three with weeks no... With no pollen. pollen. Mm-hmm. But then once the pollen... And then once the pollen's over, then it's, it's 80% humidity mm-hmm. and 90 degrees outside, so you don't really want to be outside. No. So mm-hmm. we, we get to enjoy the outside for another month yes <laughs> max <laughs> <laughs> until september yes yeah and that's if we're lucky if we have an early mm-hmm. fall <laughs> yeah so that 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 is our uh our tough life here in raleigh yes. north carolina winter's over <laughs> yes all right so you're eager you're ready to go so go for it i i am sorry i didn't i didn't mean to cut you out earlier. that's okay i was just like <laughs> wait, wait wait don't don't say it now we're not ready yet well it's uh obviously i when I say I'm excited to do these topics, it's, yes, it's relatively understand. speaking. We understand. Um, so these are three different topics I've wanted oh, to do. Three. For a while. Okay. But they're all just too short to have a full-blown episode. Like the stadium so I, disasters? The um, South African stadium disasters? That's Is that exactly the one you were what of? we are hearkening back to. Okay. That was our mm-hmm. 33rd episode. Oh my god, that was that long ago. That was our 33rd. 30... Third. 244th episode. I took a picture. I took a screenshot of it. It was just after, I think, we did the Dust Bowl. And oh, wow. Yeah, that was a before something else. Ago. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, it was probably before something else. Before something else. <laughs> but before before, before uh, something else's. <laughs> yeah, what are we on? 244. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was 211 episodes ago. Wow. So, yeah. Um,. So just uh, after the Dust Bowl. And right before the Vargas tragedy, yes. which was the mudslide. That's what that was. I, or landslide. If you had asked me what that was about, I, I wouldn't have. I know. I wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> what else would we The do? Great Irish oh, Potato that, Famine. That, that was all just a screenshot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like another lifetime. It kind of feels like another it. Another podcast lifetime. Yeah. Our I mean, we weren't even, a, series, we weren't a, even a year into it. No, we were just past like six months, probably like eight months, something like that. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's a bunch of... I, I know what you mean, because that we have a bunch of topics like that. They're mm-hmm. very interesting, but there's really not, there's not a whole pages lot of, of information right, available. Not a yeah. whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. So these are three different topics that I've wanted to do, but okay. just never did, because I'm like, it's just not... Mm-hmm. There's not enough material there. But if you and I, but, amalgamate... But then I was just you. like, well, we... It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Why don't mm-hmm. I just tell these? I well, was like, and we've I done was it like, before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we've done that once before. I was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't remember what. Mm-hmm. And I literally scrolled through. The whole of it. <laughs> like, which one was it? Like, uh-huh. I knew it was like a year in maybe. Early so on, I started yeah. looking around there and then I was just like, oh, that's it. Uh-huh. I, I didn't listen to it. I probably should have. <laughs> I was just looking for, I was like, yes, because I believe. I think I just went chronologically or yes, something. Yes, and I, I believe a uh, referee in one of those disasters oh, well, literally so was... We didn't... We mentioned it, and mm-hmm. I guess technically that means we're, we were covering it, but that was definitely a crime. It where was. They just, well, they drew and quartered. Yes. A yeah. It, I, th- is this that? It is not, okay. thankfully. <laughs> These are two fun stories. Unfortunately, one tragedy. Oh. But the tragedy's not, like, being drawn and quartered, okay. thankfully. <laughs> not, like, murder. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the tragedy in this case is not murder. Okay. It is very sad. Okay. But we're going to do the two fun ones first. I figured we'd start off with a little bit of fun and end, okay. a, and end on sadness. Oh, okay. Just like any good emo kid would. <laughs> just with the no fun and just all sadness. <laughs> no fun, all sadness. <laughs> all bad things. All, no, fun, no fun, all, all sadness. sadness. That's, what, that's what people who hate us wish we did. They're like, that's you, true. You're too... That is like the yeah. biggest. That is the biggest. Uh... Yeah. Like, don't be funny. Just be sad. Yeah. It's like, well, it's fuck just like, you. Well, it's like, no. <laughs> How depressing it is to so like read depressing. about this shit. And I'm like, and I'm like, you're not even considering the stuff we leave out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are plenty yeah. of things. Like I'm yeah. just like, ah, that's mm-hmm. just. It's just like you're just going to the well once more. It's like <laughs> it's like people already know like how tragic this is. You don't need right. to go through every single eighty-one separate deaths. Yeah. Like, after a while, it's just re- 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 rehashing. <laughs> yes fucking horror well it becomes like tragedy porn yeah so and i don't like to go there so we we intentionally unintentionally don't go there it's a very natural response to Mm -hmm. black humor or dark humor uh is a very known and uh valuable response Mm, (laughs) to tragedy so so the first topic Mm. Are you gonna tell me what sort of brings these all together? Uh, what, what is the? They all they all happened in a stadium. Oh, okay, so these are all sports related. Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, so what is the title of our episode? I don't today? really have one. Oh, Maybe like you're gonna have to come up with stadium mashup is kind of what stadium I have. Stadium mashup. But I'm like that doesn't. I'm okay, like that well, doesn't sound we'll, good. We'll decide. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yes, but <laughs> but this is this is also I think it's kind of fun because. The audience doesn't know specifically, yeah. Unless we name them, which we might. Who well, knows? Well, I I heard earlier the dinging bell and guess that one is boxing. Yes. Okay, but just one. Just one is boxing. Okay. Yes, one is football. One is boxing. One okay. is hockey. Oh, okay. So wow, yeah, it is a sports mashup. Mm-hmm. Sports tragedy mashup. Yes. <laughs> so for our fir- very first topic, mm-hmm. we have a small plane crashing into Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Oh, what's so? Are you gonna go into what I memorial? Will. Okay. Yes. So, on December nineteenth, nineteen seventy-six. That the, was exactly eight years before I was born. It was just uh, three weeks before I was born. Four weeks. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Four weeks because, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were born. I'm born January 16th, yeah. 77. Our birthdays are four weeks apart. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, yeah, like exactly four weeks apart. And and my, from, from my birthday's December from, 19th. From so. the world being gifted with my presence. <laughs> It's okay. We were still eight years out from perfection being achieved when I was born. (laughs) So on December 19th, 1976, the Baltimore Colts, not the the Indianapolis Colts, which is who they are now. So when did they move to Indy? uh, 1983. Okay. Uh, 1984 season was their first. 83 was their last in uh, Baltimore. Uh, Also, uh, they were the Baltimore's very last first round draft pick was John Elway. Who said, I'm not playing for you yeah, guys. Yeah, that's right. He refused. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'll just go play baseball for the Yankees that's instead. That's right. Yeah. Which he also was drafted by the New York Yankees. And he ended up in in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Denver Famously. made a trade the next day. Yeah. And he's still in Denver, right? Like, he yep. lives in Denver. Oh, he's still a part time. of the team. He's the team president. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And, so, I th- and I think CFO or something like that. Like, he has a... He's he's still a Bronco. He's like, a front office guy. Yeah. So, the bolt. Baltimore Colts mm-hmm. have been the Indianapolis Colts for my entire life. Yes, they actually. Yes, they have been. Wow. That's, that's strange, but yeah. yes, that's, that is true. Seven years. So the Baltimore Colts mm-hmm. would host the Pittsburgh Steelers in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The that NFL makes sense, being the December. National Football League. Mm-hmm. The Colts, led by quarterback Burt Jones. <laughs> oh, the famous Burt Jones. famous Burt Jones. Like, when I looked up, I was like, I'm like, just, I'm like, who the fuck was Baltimore's quarterback in 1976? I'm like, Unitas has been gone for a while. Oh, was, I was Johnny like, Unitas with Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was okay. like, Earl Morrill has been gone. I was like, Burt Jones. I was like, I kind of remember him. I'm I was like, going to say, if anyone would have known, it yeah. would be you. I think I had his card. Like, really? I think I had his football card. Pretty sure I did. Because it's just like, yeah, Burt Jones. Yeah, that that used to be like a quarterback's name. Yeah, not many people are named Burt, Burt Jones. anymore. <laughs> There's, there, there goes Burt Jones. <laughs> slinging down the field. <laughs> so yes, the Colts, led by quarterback Burt Jones, finished the regular season winning the AFC East with an 11-3 and record. Back then they were still playing 14 games. The Pittsburgh Steelers, led by quarterback Terry Bradshaw. Oh, still a, wow. Very known personality to today. Yeah, he's a personality, all right. Yes. <laughs> Probably got hit in the head way too many times. Seems anyway. like it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he was in that movie, Failure to Launch. Mm-hmm. With the... He was actually pretty funny in it, I thought. Well, he, he was naked in it. Yeah, I think he was just being himself. I, think I don't so think they too. gave him any lines. They're just like, yeah, you, they, just, go ahead, Terry, you just, just be whatever. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll, we'll capture it on yeah. film. <laughs> So the Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Terry Bradshaw, won the AFC Central, a, d- a division that no longer exists, yeah. with a 10-4 and record while also coming off of consecutive Super Bowl wins in Super Bowls 9 and 10. So they used to play only 14 games, mm-hmm. now they're up to 18 weeks. 17. So 17 games, yes. yeah. There's always been 20 total games. They used to play 14 oh. regular season games and 6 preseason games. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Then it went to 16 regular season, 4 preseason. Now it's 17 regular season and 3 preseason. So there's always... about the preseason anyway. So there's always been a total of 20 games. It's just like, what are those 20 games? Okay. And then if you make the playoffs, then you have, you know... Right, right, the additional games. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was a classic new guard versus the old guard matchup, as the Hmm. Colts had dominated the NFL landscape from the late 50s into the early 1970s, having won numerous NFL championships. Remember, that's what used to happen before the Super Bowl. They just called them the NFL championship? Mm -hmm. It was the game between the 
teams with the two best regular season records would just meet for the mm. NFL championship. There wasn't well, like there wasn't a whole playoff system. There's something to be said for that. The fact that there are like those conferences and stuff, mm-hmm. it doesn't always mean the best teams are making it to the no, end. It doesn't. Like sometimes I wish they would just do one season where just take the best sixteen teams right. mm-hmm. like across the league and like the match Sweet them up 16 that way a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting if they if they try that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Colts had won numerous NFL championships in that era, and at this point had also made two Super Bowl appearances, a win in Super Bowl five, and a loss in one of the biggest upsets in NFL history in Super Bowl three. To the New York Jets. Wow. J-E-T-S. Yeah, yeah, suck, yeah. suck, suck. That is, that is the one ace in their sleeve that they have, Jets fans. That, like, that they we have won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl three. But, like, the immediate response is, like, like nine-tenths of the world, like, the population wasn't alive for that happening <laughs> when that happens. Like, so it kind of doesn't count at this point. Like, no, like, you're never going to uh, talk to anybody that's, oh, well, yeah, I remember watching Super Bowl three. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> What year would that have been? Uh, 1968, I believe. Yeah, my dad was like eight or yeah. nine at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dad would have been what? Uh, he would have been 27. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did watch it. I should ask him. It just, just goes to show that our age difference and our parents' age difference. <laughs> yeah, right? I should ask him about that. I'm sure yeah. he did watch it. Yeah, he probably did. Um, we should, just real quick, anyone who's been listening to us knows this well by now, but since we do have international listeners, we are discussing American football. We are, yes. We do <laughs> have to make to that distinction. Just to I think most of them get it because they're like, this is a football league I've never heard yeah, of. The, not, the, N- the NFL. This is not football. Newfoundland has its own league? <laughs> like, where? Who are these people? But but also, I think most people internationally nowadays, because the NFL has done a pretty good job they of making have. themselves international. Mm-hmm. I think most people. I think people understand the context, not maybe not mm-hmm. the game itself. So yeah, much, but I yeah. mean, Japan has like a, uh, there, are, which I didn't find out about this until like three weeks ago. There are college teams in Japan. Really, college yes. American football. Yes, teams in Japan. In oh. Japan. Okay. Yeah, that's it's crazy. American football style teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. College American teams. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, uh, the Steelers, they're coming off consecutive Super Bowl wins and Super Bowls mm-hmm. 9 and 10. The Colts are a well-established franchise at this point. They've been to two Super Bowls, 1-1, one, one, but they're kind of, their quarterback's Burt Jones. <laughs> you know, they're kind of, uh-huh. you know, everybody kind of sees the light at the end of the tunnel. And, gotcha. it's, and it's not looking that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But at, at the same time, Pittsburgh is still, like, in the midst of their dynasty. Mm-hmm. So that winds up being a key thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where this is going. Yes. So, let me see. Uh, but, uh, okay. So the franchise, the Colts franchise, would not make another Super Bowl appearance until 2007 in Super Bowl oh, 41. Wow. So they went from Super Bowl 5 years, yeah. to Super Bowl 41 was the next time you saw the Colts in the Super Bowl. Or, yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's a long <laughs> it's, time. It's a long, it's a long layoff. Um. So the unofficial changing of the guard would take place throughout the game as the Steelers beat down the Colts for a final score of 40 to 14. Ew. Oh, is, did, did you get inspired of this because of the um, ranking all the Super Bowls videos you watched? Uh, no, well, because oh, okay. this wasn't a Super Bowl. It was just, uh, it's just like. Oh, this isn't Super Bowl? I no, no, no. This is, a, this is a divisional oh, playoff the, game. the playoffs. Got mm-hmm. it, gotcha. Sorry. So the Colts were never really into the game. Uh, going into the first half down 26-7 to before eventually losing. 
So the fans at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, which opened in 1950 and was also the home of the Baltimore Orioles MLB franchise, Major League Baseball franchise, were never really in the game, into the game either. So just everyone was a little disengaged. It was just like, <laughs> nah. Like, like, I think probably that they expected to get beat down and then mm-hmm. it was happening. It was just like, I would love to just. Let's just go home. And this is 1976? Okay. yeah. In Memorial Stadium, it's not there anymore. Um, mm. It's been re... I think I, I do get into that, yes. Okay. Um, but it didn't have, like, box seats. And it was mm. literally just an oval yeah. with seats. And well, everybody the old school stadiums, yes. not the beautiful new no. ones that they're making these it was days. Just, it was literally just functional. Right. It, like, you could sit in it, and you could get a hot dog. But and the like important it. <laughs> question, David, is how many swimming pools did they have that you could I'm, gu- I'm going to guess they had zero. <laughs> exactly zero swimming <laughs> pools. <laughs> Unlike the Jacksonville Stadium. That is uh, that is one of the takeaways from going to Jacksonville. Is like, <laughs> I've been in a stadium that had two swimming pools while the game was going on. They had to, because otherwise, why something. the fuck would anybody go to Jacksonville? <laughs> exactly. Well, to see the Bills lose. Yeah, Nine that, to that, six. that was worth it. And, and tell us about the beautiful city of Jacksonville. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and what, what did you say about my opinion of Jacksonville when you went there? You came back and you said, you know what, Rachel, you were... Let's move on. Right? I believe <laughs> your actual words. Correct. <laughs> I was going to say apologies to those who live in Jacksonville, but I feel like people in Jacksonville know where they live. It's okay. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm not dogging on anyone who lives in Jacksonville. Just the city itself. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> so this was the Colts' worst loss in a playoff game since a 27 to nothing defeat at the hands of the Cleveland Browns. Imagine oh, jeez. Imagine, imagine the Cleveland Browns being good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't remember. I can't, I can't. My imagination doesn't go that far. Uh, yeah, another funny... Uh, yeah... I did go to Cleveland two years ago, just the season before That's COVID. Right, yeah. And I went to Cleveland to see the Bills lose in Cleveland because every <laughs> game I fucking go to, that's what they do, is lose. But there were Browns fans that had the audacity to be like, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. They're saying this. Cleveland's never been to a Super Bowl. Ever. Not once. <laughs> well, I guess they mean preemptively so by never making it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, and, it, and me and Brown were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like you guys have never even made it to a Super Bowl. Like that's like it's like that's the one thing we've got on you. It's like you can't. It's like how many teams remain who have never been to the Super Bowl? Uh, well, Cleveland, Jacksonville, okay, uh, Houston, and Detroit. I think did, just those four. Did Vegas make it? Oh, to the Super well, Bowl. Well, there were the Raiders franchise. Has made oh, I guess it the, yeah, that's yeah. true. The same franchise. The the four franchise. I think that's all four of them. I think that's it. The Texans, the Lions, the Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. and the Browns, and the Browns. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, the Bra- <laughs> the Browns and the Lions being two of the oldest franchises in the history of the mm-hmm. league, and neither of them made it to a Super Bowl yet. And we're fifty six Super Bowls in. <laughs> if there were if there, now, any season, if there were like ten, it'd be like, well, yeah, they haven't made it yet. But you know what? My life could be worse because you could be a Browns oh, fan or a Lions fan. Or a Lions. Like, it's just, it's got to be like a side of depressing that I'm not sure I could go to. <laughs> the bills are heartbreaking enough. But that's the thing. It's heartbreaking. Like, it's yes. not, it's not depressing. They like, make there's, it so far and, 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 and in order to, <clears throat> in order to be heartbroken, you have to be a little excited <laughs> first. There's I a difference between depression and heartbreak. <laughs> yes. Like in Lions and Browns fans, 
excited mm-hmm. when yeah. when are they excited <laughs> not very often no. <laughs> so i'm sorry if you are one of those fan bases <laughs> listening our condolences yes i sincerely mean episode that. on the cleveland yeah Browns. yes when i when i think about how shitty my life is as a bills fan i was like well it could be worse <laughs> <laughs> somehow it could be <laughs> but something bad happens apparently a light-hearted yes. tragedy <laughs> yes a light-hearted tragedy so they lose this game 40 to 14 um and fans were disengaged because pretty obviously, much like this is just going poorly. and again like and I, this is the next thing it was also a reality check for a fan base that had seen decades of success previously as the colts franchise would only yeah. make the playoffs two more times in the next 19 seasons wow losing both games wow that so they went on a freaking mm. Just but you know what? I run. feel like that's very normal. All franchises do that. They have their peaks and their valleys. For 19 years, though, that's a long it's time. It's a drought. That's a long it's time. It's a drought. Mm-hmm. To be shitty. Yeah, we're hoping that the Patriots are on their yes. downward trajectory they've, where they get their 19 years. They've earned it. They have earned it. <laughs> yes. So, as fate would have it, thankfully the fans were not into the game, and more importantly, were not hanging around after the game was over. Oh, so this is. So this actually <clears throat> was to their benefit yes. that people were checking out, yes. and to their benefit that the the Colts, Colts lost <laughs> in this game. Oh, okay. yeah. So this was maybe wound a up saving lives. Burt Jones, oh like, my god, Burt Jones unexpectedly saved lives by, by being sucking. Shitty. Oh wow. Okay, what happened? <laughs> so I, I take pretty much all of these quotes are from the Baltimore Sun, okay. um, their twentieth anniversary, yes, twentieth oh, okay. anniversary article that they did about this. So okay. Um, so veteran safety Bruce Laird was in the shower trying to wash away the memory of an embarrassing <laughs> defeat when someone shouted, quote, a plane just crashed into the upper deck. Oh, my God. Unquote. Uh, and this is the safety Bruce Laird, quote, I really cursed the guy, Laird recalled. I said, after all the shit that happened to us today, you've got to tell a sick <laughs> joke like that. Oh, no. But it, oh, tur- yeah, he but it, it turns out he was telling the truth. Oh, my God. Incredible. So Donald Croner. A former charter pilot had crashed a rented low-wing blue and white Piper Cherokee. Okay, Pi- that, the Piper Cherokee is yep, the plane. Mm-hmm. It's like a Cessna. Yeah, it's a little uh-huh, small uh-huh. two-seater. Charter plane. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Into the upper deck of the end zone, oh losing a wing in the process. Kicker Tony Linhart, now owner of an advertising display firm in uh, Linthicum, remembers running onto the field in his shorts with punter David Lee to see the improbable sight of a plane... <gasps> Resting nose down in the stands. Oh so my I, god! I want to show you a picture because it's incredible that and That's no wild three and the three, pilot was okay. Pilot was scraped up a little bit. Okay, but obviously but, went to the hospital yeah, just to yeah. and but three, no major injuries. Three police uh, went to the hospital for smoke inhalation. Okay, but other than okay, that, like trying to assess yeah, the situation. Yeah, other okay, than that, so minor nothing. injuries, nothing mm-hmm. major. Oh my goodness! So that's. <gasps> It looks like a, a little plane nose mm-hmm. down in the floor. It's just in the fucking stadium. stands. It's just like how the fuck it's just like what is that oh, doing? There? I love how the the uprights like perfectly frame. Frame it. it. I think I'm pretty sure he <laughs> took that picture on purpose. He's just like, man, this is a great framing. Wow. That's so, wild. Yeah. That is wild. Can you imagine fucking seeing that? Like, like I mean, because you got to be standing there, like, like how? How like, what long the fuck? after the game was? We're, we're going to get it's okay. about it's about ten minutes after the game is done. Wow. So close. So there it's was close a call. damn good chance that if, if the Colts had, had won, or it was a close game, yeah, or anything people still would have been there, and people would have literally gotten 
hit by Most a plane. Most likely somebody would have died. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when in history has it been, has it saved lives for a football team to suck? <laughs> right here. <clears throat> That's wild. That is bonkers. So miraculously, no one was seriously injured. Most of the, the capacity crowd get this. There were 60,020 oh, uh, fans God. in attendance. It's a playoff game. That's a big game. Yep. Everybody's so showing up. 60,000 people. Uh, had left the one-sided contest early or were headed down the exit ramps when Croner, then 33, made his impromptu landing. Oh, so God. so pretty maybe much, some people were, like, hurt it or Pretty much it, as soon but... as the, the clock struck zero, most people were out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been to Hurricanes games where it's like, they're losing 6-1. to one. Like, this is depressing. It's just like, yeah, I don't want to watch anymore. This, yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, kind of like that. And, and, and like, the hardcore fans literally just <clears throat> stay. stayed till the end of the period and then left mm-hmm. right away. What's normally, it's very rare I leave a Canes game early. Cause, yeah. Because I paid to go and I want to have the experience. But mm-hmm. there, there have been a couple times where it's just like, you just can't watch anymore. Yeah, it gets painful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Kroner, who had been fired as an MTA bus driver... Oh, escaped, no. escaped with only minor facial cuts, and three city policemen, as I said earlier, oh, were treated for smoke inhalation. Well, Quote, that's not that's not a great like if you're not doing a great job as a bus driver. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, you should be flying planes. I am not saying anything about. I don't know anything about. Oh, and we're gonna get into oh, we're gonna okay. get into more shenanigans <laughs> okay. from from this guy. So, quote, I was walking down to the Colts dressing room and heard this rumbling sound. Said former sportscaster Vince Bagley. Quote, I thought someone had rolled a garbage can down the ramp until I looked out and saw the plane just sitting upstairs, unquote. Like, 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 imagine just, like, looking over, like, like huh. I, I thought I just heard a trash can. Like, like, what the fuck is, like, can you imagine seeing that? That's, that's, that's ridiculous. One witness was Jerry Jackson, now an assistant sports editor at the, uh, at the Annapolis Ca- Capital Gazette. Quote, I was only 16 at the time, and I was there with my younger brother Tommy, said Jackson. My father, Jim Jackson, was a sports writer with the Sun, and was the Baltimore, meaning the Baltimore Sun, mm-hmm. and was doing a side story on the game. We had Colt season tickets in Section 36, and after the game, we'd walk around to the football press box in left field. We were right by Section 1 behind home plate when we see the small plane headed right at us. Jeez. I wasn't frightened. It, it all happened too fast yeah, to be frightened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't even really react. But at the last second, the pilot got the plane's nose up and just missed us. He landed about three rows up from a couple that was drunk and hadn't moved. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess that sobered him up real fast. <laughs> wow! So he actually he came could really have. close to killing people yes. too. Like, because there were people there. Yes. Croner's, oh my God. Croner's flight had been well planned. As a diehard Colts fan, he had staged several runs over the park where the team practiced in the in the week leading up to the game. Quote, I believe it was the Friday before the game, said former linebacker Stan White, now a lawyer and radio sports talk host. Oh, Quote, a lawyer. This, you don't hear that about right? former NFL players often. Uh, linemen, generally. They're like the smartest guys Oh, in were the they game. the ones who beat the Wonderlick test and all that? Like, yeah, you know, they're the, generally the yeah. uh, offensive the and defensive linemen are generally the biggest brain people on teams mm. that seriously do that's interesting um so quote this guy buzzed over the stadium and dropped all these blue and white ties out of his plane <laughs> it had to be kroner unquote oh, funny after the crash quarterback burt jones burt jones, uh, jones who now owns a lumber business in ruston louisiana <laughs> remembers kroner paying him a visit at his baltimore home quote i think I think he knew I also flew planes, and he wanted oh, to get acquainted, Jones oh. said. Oh, so he just, like, He's just like, hey, <laughs> hey, Bert, 
urge to fly planes. That shows you the different era of celebrity, <laughs> right? too. It's you you these... could not find no, a quarterback's home address. In 1976, like, when you were a professional athlete, like, uh-huh. you lived, like, near the stadium. You were part of the of, community. Of the, you, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you weren't poor. You were making good money. Right. But you, you, weren't, weren't, make, you weren't a billionaire, basically. No, or, or even a millionaire, mm-hmm. you know. At this time, like, probably the highest paid player in football is making... $100,000 a year, maybe? Wait, back then or the yeah. equivalent now? No, back then. Oh, okay. Um, the equivalent now would be like a, know, a couple million a year, something mm-hmm. like that. But still, like, yeah, the guys, just like, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to look up Burt Jones in the, in the, right? in in the, the phone book. Uh-huh. It'll have his address like the, <laughs> <laughs> the original Google. Yeah. The phone book. <laughs> I do remember the phone book. I do remember the phone book. It didn't take that long for it to get replaced once no, the internet was out. No, it though. did not. Yeah, the phone book was up pretty quick. Although, do you know that now, like, you can't do a white page, online white pages search without paying for it? That makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot. It's actually a lot harder to find people's numbers now than I know because of my job. There you go. Um, than it used to be. And I even have, like, tools available to search <laughs> for <yes>. them. <laughs> All I have to say is if you get a letter from any authority, go ahead and respond, please. Exactly. <laughs> reach out. <laughs> please reach out. Please call back. So, uh, quote, and this is uh, Burt Jones, the quarter, the quarterback, who the guy's just like, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Burt, you yeah. fly planes, too. <laughs> quote, he kept buzzing over our practices. I guess he was just fooling around, but he didn't realize how dangerous it could get. Unquote. Yeah, well, I guess he learned real fast. Croner, who would uh, serve three months of a two-year sentence for malicious destruction of property in violation Aww. of city aviation ordinances, had a background befitting a protagonist in a oh, spy no. novel. <laughs> Investigation of his past revealed that he had once served as a federal narcotics informant in South America, <laughs> but had been dismissed after getting into a fistfight with one of the alleged drug smugglers. A former commercial pilot and flight instructor, Croner previously had his flying license revoked by an employer for insubordination. He fought for five years before getting it reinstated. Facing sentencing for his unlawful flight, Croner concocted a bizarre tale that he had planned to recover a deer he had shot <laughs> on the eastern shore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's making shit up. He's just but, but making it's, shit but up. But it's just like, well, I guess, like, why not? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> is it gonna help? Like, did you hurt? shoot it from the plane? Like, why is it? <laughs> well, why do you? Why do you? Did you shoot this deer? Yeah. And why did you not take it at the time? Yeah. What do you do? And how do you? Rec- okay. Yeah. Do, all, would the deer fit into the plane? Yeah. There's all like, sorts of things wrong with this story. Yeah. That that too. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> uh, when you said were you going to put him on the wing? Like, were you going to tie him? So I think he's insubordinate. <laughs> and churlish. <laughs> oh, boy. This guy's so, a hey, trip. I mean, why not? This guy's interesting. He's a kinda, wacky it, it, little It kind of doesn't matter what your excuse is going to be, so, so you might as well make up the most. informant hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pilot. And that's probably why he did dangerous shit, like as a like you know stunt pilot, because he probably had to do that shit when he was smuggling fucking right. cocaine from right. South America. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, if he's an informant, <laughs> landing, he's you know, a pilot, landing in fields with no lights, oh, like God shit like it. that. What you know, were they watching where they talked about that was that cocaine cowboy. I think so. The series, of yeah. One of them, yeah. They would have like a airstrip that was like a half a mile long yeah, and had it, like a light, really fucking dangerous. That you had to know, like, uh-huh. oh, that's the one, and. And uh-huh. did, did land it there? You didn't. Yeah. Some people didn't, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or overshot it or yeah. Jeez. Fucking dangerous shit. 
Yeah. So he's probably just flying over. He's just like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> like he's like he's out on the interstate. Well, you know, you know? what? probably his crashing into the stadium wasn't the worst thing he's ever pro- done. Pro- he's pr- he, you're <laughs> what right. He's ever gone. Through. You're right. He's probably had to fucking crash a plane before. <laughs> yeah. That might be like how he saved his ass at the last because right. he saved himself mm-hmm. too. Remember, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he just had some cuts and bruises. Yeah, mm-hmm. from a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And mean, he didn't. He managed not to kill anybody. No, that's a thing. So yeah. <laughs> so wow. <clears throat> so while flying back to his home in Rosedale, he said he encountered engine problems and sought to make an emergency landing in Clifton Park or Eastern High School when his glasses broke, sending him off course. His, of course, glasses? his glasses? Broke. His eyeglasses? As in the glasses yeah, on his... Yeah, those are the ones. Um, like you weren't wearing goggles? Wait, okay, or... I have a question. Yeah. How, when you're driving a plane, do glasses spontaneously I, I, break? I don't know. <laughs> Again, like, you gotta come up with something. Like, uh, he obviously came up with a shit, like, on the spot. Yes. It's like, it's like yes. you had, like, a couple of weeks, like, you to, thought this to put a story together, you know? And, and it also shows, like, he probably just doesn't give a fuck. He's just, like, two years, whatever. He was like, I... I smuggled. It's like I smuggled cocaine for South Americans. He's like, I'll go to prison and I'll find someone to inform on. Or or like I'll find another job. Yeah. Yeah. Good connections come from prison. I mean, they do. I mean, that's. I've seen all sorts of those like, like true, and they they all say the same thing. Like for they're like they're like they're like prison in America is like crime school. Right. They're like you meet people who do this. And do that. It's and networking. Do, it, it is. <laughs> Criminal networking. That's essentially, yeah, it's, it's we work just for criminals. <laughs> prison is we work for criminals. <laughs> yes. Oh, there were only other much more depressing oh, conditions course, and horrible conditions. <laughs> yes. Which need to be addressed one day. They never will be. No. Let's, let's face it. No, but, because we're terrible. But yes. Yeah. But should be. <laughs> do you know we've been going on for 34 minutes about this so far? That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so... However, okay. Uh, so to you know, rebut the story, okay. this concoction. Okay. Oh yes, <laughs> which we totally believe. <laughs> <laughs> Several acquaintances, including his mailman, tes- <laughs> testified <laughs> that Croner had boasted, "quote I'm going to give them, them being the Colts, a Christmas present. What? I'm going to land on the field during the game and then take <gasps> off." Unquote. <laughs> so <laughs> you know he was saying it. Yeah. You know, oh you're in the, my god! Like imagine like talking to your mailman. Like having to just, like, hey, that shows, hey, like, hey, Bert, <laughs> I'm going to land on the field. that people had a much different relationship with their postal carriers <laughs> than they do now. Um, I wave to ours if I see them, but that's literally the extent of our relationship. But, um, so he, his plan, his original plan was still terrible. It was. <laughs> he still could have really... You, you can't... Okay, another thing is, how do it's you one, it's land one thing... a plane on 300 yards? Yes, 100 yards, 300 feet. Oh, 300 feet. Sorry, yes. And our international <laughs> listeners still have no idea what we're saying. <laughs> well, well, it's roughly 100... 100 meters. Uh, 100 slash 90 meters, something like that. Yeah, something but, like but that. But then you have to count the end zones. Anyway, it's not, it's not a runway. <laughs> it's and, not. And it's not a helicopter. You can't just, like... Mm-mm. Touch land. If that was his actual plan, that is like near homicidal. Yeah. And think of the just think of the physics to do that. You have to fly over the bowl onto the field, land. land, and then take off and then go up over the the bowl. I don't like think that's, that's just possible. I don't think it is either. I mean, I'm not a pilot or a physicist. Yeah, but I didn't consult one for this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm uh, they, they weren't available. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> so. return your calls. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so the guy crashes into the upper deck, comes up with this crazy story, and, yeah, that's and the people bullshit. that they, they that testify against him are like, uh, no, they he no, said he, he was, was going to do, do it. Like he this. said he was going to do this. Right, and he failed at <laughs> yes. it. Yes, miserably, and thankfully nobody you died. You know what, and maybe, it, you know what, it was probably better that he was too late, that he crashed into the stands. If he had, if he, he would have crashed onto the ground, which... Probably him versus ground would have ended worse than him versus stands. Yeah. And people were probably still on the field. Like officials yeah. and, you know, press. Refs or, um, yeah, press and maybe coaches or whatever. Yeah. So he could have hurt a lot more people on the ground than he did. Well, then he could have in the stands at that point. Man, this was a lot of things turned out in everybody's favor. Yes. So, quote, it was a real downer, unquote. <laughs> said former defensive tackle Joe Ehrman. <laughs> a now, few words. Now a, now a reverend at the door ministry in East Baltimore. <laughs> so after Croner's Croner's crash, it was almost possible it was almost possible to forget the Colts had suffered one of the worst beatings in playoff history. Well, yeah, that would distract from it. It was mm-hmm. like it was like everybody did, at this point just remembers the plane incident. Yeah, nobody remembers that they just got they played, that the it? reason that there was yeah. nobody in the stands was because they just got beat yeah. down. Well, hey, they also saved lives, so how are you going to complain? Exactly. So, quote, we really felt like we were going to the Super Bowl <laughs> that year. Uh the sack pack, Mike Barnes, John Dutton, and Fred Cook, was still intact, and we had Burt throwing the ball and Lydell Mitchell running it. Uh, quote: This is a quote from uh, Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw. Um, was having a rough time passing the ball that season. We figured if we could force them to throw, we'd win easy, but he killed us. It turned out to be a costly victory for the Steelers. They lost Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer to injuries and were eliminated by the Oakland Raiders 24-7 to the next week. Oakland would then go on to win the Super Bowl. I do have an important question. What the fuck is a sack pack? That's just what the the name of the uh, defensive line for the they like for the Colts was called. No, in the press they did it all what the time. Sack? Oh, a quarterback sack. S a c k. I'm thinking like I don't know if I was thinking. Not thinking of football. No. <laughs> like I was a, a like, sack. what the fuck are you talking about? A the sack. sack a sack pack. is a sack is pretty relevant to the game. <laughs> Sacking the quarterback is a term for anyone who doesn't know where you tackle the quarterback before they have a chance to throw the ball. It's considered a big yay, yay, win-win for the de- defense. Um, okay, the sack yes. attack. Okay. See, I know what the quack attack is, but I just don't know what the sack <laughs> was. I got it. I understand now. We can move along. Uh, was so, that, the Iron Curtain wasn't around back then, though, right? That was after... The, or was the, the iron the steel, curtain? You're, you're talking about the yeah. steel curtain. The Steelers. Oh, shit. The iron, cur- the iron curtain. That's the Soviets. <laughs> the the Soviet, the Soviets, yes, they were around in 1976. No, I meant the steel curtain. <laughs> I, I knew it was a play on iron curtain. Sorry. The defense. Yes. It was the steel curtain. Well, this, this Steelers team would have had... I mean, just throwing this out, I'm going to guess about seven or eight Hall of Famers on it. Like, okay. e- like easily. So were they known for their defense at that oh, time? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. That is that is this is during the the steel curtain era. Okay. And also during the, the iron curtain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They both happened simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so Croner's strange saga was far from over. Oh dear. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I went a sentence too far. Okay. So quote, looking back, that whipping <laughs> that whipping was probably a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> Unquote. Said Elvis Mitchell, now a partner with Harris and a food service company. Quote, it saved a lot of lives. Our fans probably would have still been in the stands if yeah. it had been a close game. Yeah. Unquote. Mm-hmm. 
So Kroner's, uh, the pilot, uh, Mm -hmm. his strange saga was far from over. He resurfaced four years later when he was charged with stealing two Greyhound buses from Dulles Airport in Virginia. What is wrong with this man (laughs) on buses? (laughs) And planes. A final footnote from Pikesville's Ben Roth, the assistant superintendent at Memorial Stadium at the time of the crash. Quote, I was helping put a tarp on the field after the game when I saw this plane approaching, said Roth, now retired. I yelled for my workers to take cover, and they all looked at me confused. Like, why? <laughs> why? We're at a stadium. What are we taking cover from? The Later. Soviets? Yeah. Like, well, maybe. I mean, it's like... Jimmy the, Carter? There it is. There he is over there. Um, so later I told my secretary to call the airport, tell them they've got one of their planes parked in our, in our upper deck. <laughs> so a year later, I got a personal letter from Kroner. He said he was sorry about any damage he had caused to the stadium and was asking my help to get a cult season ticket. What? He even he, he even had a check-in closed. Just plain crazy. That guy. That guy. He was a sack attack himself. Dude, Jeez. it's just... We we actually almost worked this into like an <laughs> a episode. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but like reading about and again that's that's kind of all the information there was. Um mm-hmm. just like a bunch of quotes and like the actual but it's just mm-hmm. like then you do the you know, the research on the guy and it's just like, wait, what? Like it's, it's just He's just one of those people. Yes. You know, there are just those people. Yes. I mean capital T capital He's he's T, like a he, he's a he's a he's a sigma male. What yeah, it's, I've kind of heard of the, that. The, kid, the kids know what I'm talking about. Okay. But in other words, a douchebag. It, no, it's, 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 it's above an alpha. Yeah, okay. So a douchebag. <laughs> and someone who just like fails up and is uh, uh, just kind of a complete waste of space, but uh, constantly jeopardizes other people <laughs> no, in the process. No, above an alpha. So you mean a douchebag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, an ultra douche. Because... Alphas are douches, and I guess Sigmunds are ultra douches, so they're trying to out-douche everybody else, so, yeah. Especially the ladies. <laughs> so, that was our first saga. <laughs> That's wild. Yes. So, the, the 1976 Baltimore Stadium, or what was Memorial, the Memorial, Memorial Stadium, Stadium plane, plane crash? crash? Yeah. Something so like that. that one. That's that one. All right. Thankfully, nothing tragic. Right. Very few injuries, right, considering yeah. what happened. Like, kind of a miracle, so a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, on to our second fun story. Okay. This is a paraglider. Oh, okay. Landing in the middle of a title fight. Oh, a title fight. Mm-hmm. As in boxing. Yes. I was thinking title as in, like, a tidal wave or something. I'm like, what's a title oh. fight? Is that when two tidal waves, like, uh, merge with each other? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry. The sack pack just threw me off for the rest of the day. So, <laughs> what okay. does sacks have to do with football? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yes. I'm interested in this. <laughs> yes. Let's let's proceed. So, on Saturday, November sixth, nineteen ninety three, a much anticipated rematch for the WBA and IBF heavyweight titles. Those are the divisions, World Boxing Association. Association and International Boxing Federation. Okay. Uh, heavyweight titles would okay. take place at Caesar Palace in Las Vegas, oh, Nevada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which did, we we didn't go in. To Caesar's, I did. Did we? Oh, you did. Yes, when uh, <laughs> you were at 
when you were like working. <laughs> yes, when I was there. <laughs> I was there to enjoy myself. <laughs> yes, I was afterwards, yes. after the conference. <laughs> I was the whole time. Yes, yes, you were <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> So, uh, Riddick Bow. Now, do you know much about boxing at so all? I, I've seen Rocky. <laughs> he was a heavyweight. He was, yes. Um, heavyweights are the bigger guys. They're the biggest. Biggest guys. Generally, like Phantoms two... Phantoms and feathers are like the itty-bittiest, yeah. slightest people. They're like around like 100 pounds. <sighs> yep, I'm not a lightweight. <laughs> or fe- featherweight. Um, I'm getting closer to heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who cares? Weight is a number. Um, um, I and I know like is was Mike Tyson a heavyweight? He was. And yes. Evander Holyfield. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we are going to mention. Evander I know that Holyfield. Jake Paul fought somebody. He did. I don't know what's going on with that. I think mm. that was MMA, wasn't it? I don't. Yeah. So you've just but heard this the is, extent uh, of my yes. knowledge of uh, boxing. <laughs> this is at like pretty much the end, like. The beginning of the end of the heyday of boxing. Okay. I was, mm-hmm. This is when fights. Sense. This is when fights were still on HBO. Okay. So I was watching this when it happened. They were pay per view at this point. That was about to start. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Like that was the cool thing That's about. Interesting. Yes, the the cool thing about the whole Mike Tyson era. Mm-hmm. All of his fights were on HBO. So if you now HBO, HBO it. which it seemed like back in the day everybody had. Uh huh. So it almost seemed like it was right. Like well, like a national funny broadcast. Enough, then it went down, and now everybody's got it again because of HBO Max. <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. it's internet. Uh-huh. Uh, you can have it internet time. only now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is basically kind of, and this is when I used to watch boxing all the time. Huh. Like this I was, didn't know you yes. kind of went through a phase. Where in, you in this era, I mean, even the uh, like the lightweights, the middleweights. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there were just legendary boxers all over the fucking map mm-hmm. at this time in general i struggle watching fighting because there are people who are generally getting hurt <laughs> punching and, each other in the face and that's hard to watch repeatedly yeah. mm-hmm. and, and in the body and, and people can literally die doing it yes so people have like that yeah people have and uh if you have a career in boxing like yeah by the time you're like 60 yeah like it's kind of over for you mm. which is but that's what happens when you get hit in the head repeatedly with a fist yeah <laughs> And and there's a lot of um, from a 250 pound guy. Well, I'm sure they get CTE just like football players. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and have complicated lives like Mike Mike Tyson, who also infamously beat up uh, Robin Givens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And this was out. This would have also been at the time when Mike Tyson was in jail for rape. Oh Jesus! I forgot about mm-hmm. that. You know he has done. This, a- this is why, like the the, the heavyweights, kind of go off course a little bit. Yeah, because it's not Tyson. Cause and Tyson cause goes to jail. jail. Um, it's so interesting how successfully he actually really has rehabbed his image, because now he's like the little innocuous, appearing in the Hangover and raising pigeons vegan Mike Tyson. Yes. And it's like, yeah, he's also a domestic view- abuser and rapist. He is, and I and I mean that's the, that's the fascinating thing about him is. Like, he grew up just with nothing and was, like, mm-hmm. beat as a kid and, like, kind of left yeah. on his own. And somebody takes that energy and anger and turns it into... Well, if he could have kept it in the ring... And, and that's the thing, like... And that's the thing with with 
people who play violent sports, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to turn that to off. To keep it in the in the you ring know, or in the it's, stadium or yeah, because the, the whole too. because the whole reason you're in that arena mm-hmm. or in that stadium or mm-hmm. is because you're always on. You, you know, know, I've always had a theory that I've never fought anybody. I mean, aside from like my sister, you sure. know, when we were Everybody's little, done that. like slap fights or whatever, but. Like I've I've never been... it's, it's it's been a while, but I I can I cannot make that statement. <laughs> but I've always thought, you know, like you're saying, if you're always doing it, it's hard to like not keep doing it, kind of outside, which I, I get and that makes sense. I've always thought that I'm always waiting for my chance. <laughs> like if somebody came after me, mm-hmm. I feel like all I would have to say, and th- this is this is a lot of speculation because you don't know how you'll react sure. in a violent situation until you're put into it. So I can't say this for sure. But it's always been my theory that if I can just say to myself, okay, Rachel, now, like every violent tendency in myself, I could just, if I could just turn that on, then God help the fucker who fucks with me because (laughs) a lifetime, especially if I'm there, well, but a lifetime of like no violence pent up to say now I get to go off on you for everyone I've ever wanted yeah, I would to let, punch. <laughs> like, if I saw you had the upper hand instantly, I'd just let you, like, do your thing. And then oh, I would, do. And then I would just finish them off. Like, um, What makes you think I couldn't finish them off? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like... Just for I your would, own satisfaction. For my own, yes. I might hold you back uh, on okay. that. Well, that's fine. But anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what would happen. But, like, myself, having played violent sports, I've, yeah. I've played football and hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you I have a, feel that that out, it was hard to turn that off? Kind of sometimes outside. Not really, playing? because yeah. I wasn't on a. No, you weren't playing professionally you know, or something. Or during constantly or during something. the game, while things were, yeah. you can't turn it off. Right, like you really. Well, that explains a lot of like fights and yes, stuff in hockey. It's intense. And, yeah, and, and you and, and if you another. if you stop being intense, mm-hmm. like that's when you get hurt. Yeah, is, yeah, because generally it, it's protective too. It's defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, that makes sense. Okay. And yet, a paraglider. <laughs> yes. Why is a paraglider at Caesar's Palace? What? Well, well let's find out, shall we? Are they indoors? I have so many questions. Well, they are outdoors. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so there's like an outdoor arena mm-hmm. at Caesar's. Okay. Which I did not see when I was there. So, I, mean, I mean, this is 1993. Who it knows? It could have been a temporary structure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. be something they use every now and then. Mm-hmm. It could have been replaced by this is the new. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This is literally almost 30 it was, years ago. It was cool to go there and be like, eh, Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Like, this is what, that's where I saw that mm-hmm. fucking you were telling me a- TV that was yes. the size of a building. <laughs> and then you couldn't, and then you I couldn't, couldn't find, find it. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you were so high when you were found in the first place. Yes, time. I was. You couldn't reconstruct. I was, yes, I was walking around Vegas high like most of the time. Legally, and, for yes, the record. And holy shit, like it was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, it it was it gaudy. That's what I've always thought of Caesar. A little bit, a little, a little bit. It's gilded. Yeah, theme. Everything's fucking themed yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it is a little yeah. bit, but it's still you know it's Caesar's Palace. Like it's a lot iconic. of a lot of huge sporting events mm-hmm. have happened there, mm-hmm. including this one. Yeah. So the two fighters had previously met just nine months earlier. In November, on November 13th, 1992. Remind me of who the fighters are. Uh, this is Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield. Oh, oh okay. We didn't mm-hmm. say Evander. Oh, I guess I... Yes. So, you, okay. you brought him up and I, I was did, like... I did, yeah. Okay, okay. So was Evander Holyfield coming up at this point? This is when he is like going back and forth from being champion to contender. Mm. 
This is when so he. This is his heyday story. This is when he becomes okay. champion for the second time. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> for something that happened thirty years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, and Sorry. what was considered? That's okay. And what was considered one of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time, oh, Bo wow. defeated Holyfield by unanimous decision to become oh. the undisputed heavyweight champion in the first fight. Uh, that, wait, wait, oh, so they were this fighting This is a rematch. This is a rematch. There ain't going to be no rematch. There ain't going to be no rematch. <laughs> yes, yes, there will be. And then there was a rematch. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yes. They're like, do you know how many tens of millions of dollars are on the line? Like, yeah. Well, Apollo Creed even agreed to a rematch. He right? did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Apollo Creed sought out the rematch. That's right. After saying there wasn't going to be one. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, I can't lose no chump like that. Mm-hmm. He, he embarrassed him. Well, because he didn't KO. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I imagine a great fight is one where yeah, nobody and, does and Ro- get knocked and, uh, out. And Rocky, too. Rocky was like, I'm done. He was like, I got my big payday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just bought a house. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm about to have a kid. He was like, I'm he good. He smells mainly. He smells mainly. <laughs> yeah, he got some scratch from the cologne company. <laughs> um, so, but I would think that a good fight is one where no one gets knocked out because... Where it goes the distance. The, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Not always. I yeah. mean, there are... It well, depends. And by the end, you're just watching a couple of very tired people like half-heartedly well, the, jab at each that's other. That's the right? thing; they don't really get tired. Heavyweights kind of do. Oh, yeah. Middleweights, the, yeah. they they. But they like sling the whole I'm, time. I'm thinking of like when they're almost hugging each other, to kind of half-heartedly gut punching. Yeah, they do that here and there just yeah. to rest, save energy, or <laughs> yeah, save energy and think of like, okay, I didn't. It get It seems the, very mutual. I didn't get the combo I wanted right mm-hmm. there, so let's lock up. Try again. Or maybe they just both want to hug. Yeah, that might be. That's what I would want to do if I wasn't... I've never been in a boxing match and I would never want to. I would to. just want to hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bo's reign as undisputed champion would not last long as his victory over Holyfield meant he would have to make the first defense of his newly won titles against Lennox Lewis. Oh, I've Another big name Lennox at the time. Lewis, yeah. He was British. Okay. The man who had defeated him at the 1988 Olympics to capture the gold medal. Oh. After the two sides could not get a deal done, Bo chose to forfeit his WBC title, the WC uh, being the World, World, Boxing. World Boxing Championship, Championship title, rather than face Lewis, throwing his oh. belt in the trash at a press conference. <gasps> oh, they, the press conferences, <laughs> yeah, they're always well, such that's, bullshit. Well, that's where, that's where you sell the tickets. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Bo would then go on to successfully and easily defend his remaining WBC. So he's still... At this time, because Tyson had all three titles. So when Tyson goes to jail... All three titles being... uh, WBC, WBA, IBF. Okay, the three... Three belts. Okay, the three um, organizations. Yes. Okay. And when you you do that, you're the unanimous uh, heavyweight champion, meaning you have all three titles. They call it a belt trick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so pleased with myself. That was so cute, wasn't it? The belt trick, you and all three, get it, get it, get it. I, I do. I wish I didn't sometimes. <laughs> that you gotta admit that was a good one. It was good. Belt trick. Yes. <clears throat> Continuing. <laughs> so uh Riddick Bow would go on to successfully and easily defend his remaining Wait, WBA I, and Riddick IBF. Riddick Bow? Riddick Bow, yes. I thought it was Bo Riddick. No, Riddick Bow. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be either way, but it's Riddick Bo. Who am I thinking of? Bo, Bo Derek. That's what I'm thinking of. But Not the same again, person. <laughs> number one, a female. Yeah. Uh, number two, like, well, she uh, was kind of still around at this time. I think that she 
is married to John Corbett, who played well, he was in Shaw on Sex and the City, and he was in Northern Exposure. He was also, yeah, that's right. Okay. I was thinking of somebody else. Wedding. Anyway, we're, now we're we discussing are, we are the moving career on. of John Corbett. We are moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, it's five so o'clock, Rick, and I'm already on my second beer. This is not a good sign. So Riddick Bowe defended his remaining WBA and IBF titles twice. First, knocking out 34-year-old former WBA heavyweight champion Michael Dokes in the first round, and then defeating journeyman Jesse Ferguson by way of second-round knockout. Journeyman? Journeyman. Journeyman. What does yes. that mean? Meaning he's just been around, had a lot of fights, never a huge... Okay. It, it doesn't matter. You know, in, in my work, there's a journeyman title, and I always wondered what it means, and I think that is what it means. It's like you're, you've been around for a while. Yeah. So that's interesting, huh? So Holyfield, meanwhile, would have only one fight in between his two Riddick Bow fights, a rematch with Alex Stewart, which he won. So like the previous fight, Bow and Holyfield would again go the distance, this time with Holyfield earning the victory in a close fight mm. via majority decision. Mm. Riddick Bow started off the, the match strong, winning the first three rounds. Holyfield would storm back to take rounds four, five, and six. So they were tied, basically. Pretty much. In round seven, Holyfield would hit Bo with a right hook, and Bo would respond by throwing a powerful combination at Holyfield, landing several punches in the process. Mm. Shortly after this exchange, the fight was stopped after this happens. Oh. So this is what I'm going to play for video. you. This is the video. The paraglider, I'm imagining. Tough getting there, moving that big man. So and they're now fighting, they're fighting. Bo is really dominating this man. They're big guys. Early in the mouth, but with a good stiff left jab. Appears to be a little swelling under the left eye of well, yeah. Riddick Bowe. Nothing yeah, serious well. right now, but they've been using the end swell right from the first round. Probably Is that the paraglider in the background? Oh, somebody just... <laughs> There's been a... a oh, time out, time out. Skydiver. A skydiver? Sky oh, ringside. He to come into the ring. He hit the ring ropes. And there is chaos here at Caesars Palace in the outdoor. <laughs> Some maniac. A skydiver or a parachutist. A parachutist. A parachutist. <laughs> in the ring. We are in the a second person. round of this fight. He landed on the ring apron and they crashed into the ropes. We're going to get into what happens when he goes into the crowd. The they're not happy with them. No, they're not happy at all. Was injured by that. He might be injured by the crowd. That guy is lucky that he didn't kill himself or somebody else. I mean, it's, he's a paraglider. I don't know that he's going to... Ki- so, they're, they keep calling him a skydiver. So I know. First of all, this, is, this is the early 90s. Well, but I, I get it. He has, a, he has what could appear as a parachute. He does have a parachute. What but what he also has attached to him is an apparatus. Like, you know those... Mm-hmm. Um, those uh, swamp boats in Florida that have, like, the big fan on the back? Yeah, uh-huh. That's essentially what he has attached to his back. That's what he's circling. He has, like, a little jetpack, basically? Yes, essentially. Yes. <laughs> we're, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna, Why? We're going to get into that. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. This is the seventh round? Seventh round. Yes. In the middle. In the middle. The literally, like, pretty much in the middle of the seventh round. Of the heavyweight championship, every I mean, rematch. I'm I'm going to guess I was watching this when it happened. I remember, really? yes, because oh, it was on HBO. Yeah. Well, and you were like 16 or something. Yeah, and yeah. I watched at that time. I watched a ton of boxing, and ever like did this you was. Think when you saw it was it? well, it was just like what everybody else thought. It's like what the fuck is going? <laughs> it's just like who the like, how? What? 
where the fuck like i didn't even realize like it was outdoors like until i'm like how did the it did kind of look like a dark stadium like it did kind of look more like a stadium it's like who's this guy like like, where'd he come from (laughs) a parachutist a skydiver skydiver, a parachutist anyways some maniac like how they were like a maniac that is the uh that is the radio call um oh okay I didn't want to pay the, like play like the HBO feed. That's what okay. I was watching it on. But mm-hmm. but like I watched the HBO feed of it earlier, and it was just like, oh man, I like I remember like you know Jim Lampley doing uh, you know play by play. George Foreman was the uh, color man because uh. George Foreman was retired at this time too. Yeah, because he was and more he came of back. A... He was like George Foreman this time is like forty six years old. Well, because and he does come back and wins the title. Though. Oh wow, yes, I didn't like, know a that. A couple years later, because I always think of Foreman as like he was the one who <laughs> the sort guy of who sells he grills. plays fucking Ali. No, no, no. No, he well, played Muhammad Ali, right? George Foreman, Foreman and no, it was he not fought the Muhammad. That's yes, what I mean. He played, played him. him. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I thought you meant his acting. No. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, like are you thinking like, of Will Smith? <laughs> I, sorry, I didn't use the right. No, I was Will Smith. No, I meant played him as in like was matched he with fought him. him. Fought him. Yes. yes. It is playing whatever. It's not really. Anyway, <laughs> like playing with something, playing with somebody is something completely different. But wasn't that sort of like he was the up and comer when Ali was? Yes. Like, well, he was the. I believe he was the champion, and oh. Ali took it from him. Mm. Pretty sure. Because he was Ali was kind of getting washed up. Was no, the not thought, right. Not when they fought. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. I must have the narrative wrong because I it, my impression was no, the, always the, that he the was thrilla, getting the thriller. The thriller in Manila is uh, not against George Foreman. Oh, I see. I said it's the against, rumble in the jungle. Um, that's and that's jeez. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go back to this fight. Mm-hmm. So all I know is they had a whole challenge on Top Chef where they themed everything after Muhammad Ali fights. There you go. And I did see Ali with Will Smith, but that was when I was 17. Moving on. Yes. So anyway, so... 514. So Riddick Bo... Still drinking. Like, hits Holyfield with a pretty nice combination. It's got him, like, a little woozy. Okay. That's when this... That's when that That's happened. when this happens. So... James Miller crashed into the ring with his James Miller with his power with his powered paraglider <laughs> powered paraglider. That's causing what you said the fan boat thing. I was yes, like, oh my god! Causing a twenty-one minute delay. I wanted to do some research on the boxing ring slash stadium itself, but I oh, couldn't really find yeah. any. So even though this is a boxing ring, it is outdoors, right. which is how the guy was able to fly into it. But now they didn't have a good shot. The no, they didn't. They lived. don't have him. Like people, like I'll get into. It, like people saw him going around, Circling. but I the cameras like didn't I pick saw him, him up. Oh no, maybe I didn't see him then. Anyway, so but they said that he crashed into the ropes. He did. Yes, he did. But it must and have been on gets, the other side. And, well, that and he gets taken off the ropes like pretty quickly because the crowd ensues to literally kick his ass. Oh my! And I don't. God. I do not mean figuratively. I mean, they, they beat, beat him up? the fucking living shit out of this guy. But he survived, right? He's okay. We're, we're getting into okay. that, yes. Because you said this was so, fun, and it wouldn't yes. be fun if they beat him to death. So, Miller was born in Haver de Grace, Maryland. He had three younger brothers and two sisters. In 1975, the Miller family moved to a country home near uh, the Canada-United States border, and that following year, the family relocated to Tok, as in TikTok. Oh, T-O-K. T-O-K. Alaska. So litter, <laughs> litter, litter. <laughs> we are in in the litter box. Room. We are. <laughs> Miller uh, gained an associate degree in computer programming from the University of Alaska at Juneau. No. 
In the late 80s, he moved to Las Vegas where he was introduced to paragliders. No. Miller had been interested interested in flying since childhood and quickly became a paragliding enthusiast. I mean, that's fine. He started, get this shit. He started with a jetpack tied to his back and moved up to a two-cycle aircraft engine, which powered him through the skies above okay. the desert. Like, Correct me like if he's I'm literally wrong. making like his own shit Correct. and flying around in the air. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole point of paragliding is like you are gliding on air. Yes, and you're like taking off so from like the top of a mountain. Well, this it's, is it's, some version it's of powered paragliding, jetpacking, kind of like. Why? Yes. Why not just enjoy the majesty of nature's grandeur? So he began setting what is known as power gliding power records gliding. for altitude power and distance gliding. with a reputation for being reckless. This is a man who, if he lived past this, he would be very into Peloton right now. I don't know why, but that just appears to be correct. <laughs> so gliding. So after circling Caesar's Palace for 10 minutes, because in interviews wow. later, people saw him, like, going so this, round and round. This and... jet, or whatever, fan th- propulsion system he had was enough to keep him continuing yeah. in the Well, he had set records for altitude and distance. That's so he, bonk. to oh. a, <laughs> made it shit that he made. So he kind of, to a degree, he knows what he's doing. So this was he an, un- an unmarried man, I assume. I, I'm guessing, <laughs> So, after, so again, after circling Caesar's Palace for 10 minutes, the lines of the paraglider became tangled in the overhead lights because, remember, he's, oh, got, Jesus, yeah. he's got the fan thing attached to him. He's also yeah. on a parachute. Mm-hmm. So the parachute is what, gets, yeah. is what gets caught in the light. Oh, my God. So he was just intending to keep circling. Yes. But he was a dumbass. Got too close to the lights, yeah. and that's where his parachute got oh, tangled Jesus. in the lights. Jimmy. So that made him... Like, basically crash into the side of the ring. He doesn't go into the ring. He goes okay. to the side of it near, like, one of the corners. Now, so this was all inadvertent. He yes. Did not mean he did not mean this. to do this. So he wasn't trying to crash no, into... No, he was just trying, he was to, just circle trying to circle around. He was trying to circle and be a, a dick, yes. basically. Okay. And be like, look at me. And, mm-hmm. pe- and people work. Because mm-hmm. people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> is, he supposed, is he supposed to be there? <laughs> What's this thing? <laughs> yeah. So he tried to hang on, like, to the ropes... For a few seconds, and he was successful for a few seconds until he fell and was dragged down into the crowd by oh spectators, God. his parachute ripping away from the lights above. So now he's... Uh, this is like, the drawn and quartered <laughs> section. A little, little bit. Oh, jeez. Fans and the fighter's security details swarmed around him immediately and began attacking him. He was knocked unconscious during the attack. One security officer reportedly struck Miller 20 times. He was rushed to a nearby hospital as spectators cut his paraglider into pieces for souvenirs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> After his release from the hospital, Miller was taken to the Clark County Detention Center where he was charged with dangerous flying and released on $200 bail. <laughs> In an interview with British journalists after the event, Miller categorized his ring crash as accidental and not intentional, claiming it was like caused it. by mechanical problems. Miller later joked, quote, it was a heavyweight fight and I was the only guy who got knocked out, unquote. <laughs> that's cute. That's, I gotta admit, that's cute. So, but the, here's the thing, like, I guess that sort of, like, violent tendency extended to the crowd. Fuck yeah. Okay, and, and I've seen that, like, when I worked at that one place where they had, um, uh, they would have the UFC fights on, oh, like the uh-huh, pay-per-view fights. Uh-huh. I would see guys, 
like not during the fight because getting excited during the fight like sure. that's that's part of yes. it yes uh-huh but yeah like like before the fight even started, They're I'd see guys up. being like, rawr, it's it, like, it, like it was like you were like watching, roiding up for like it you were watching like South Park characters <laughs> or something. And it was just like, dude, it was just like, relax. Like, it's fucking, <laughs> but that guy, it's so weird. but that guy mm-hmm. is who's at this fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when paraglider, <laughs> in the middle of the fight, no less. <laughs> yeah. So when guy comes in, uh-huh. that's who he's met with. Like <laughs> you know what this is like? This is like the opposite of the previous story. Yes. If he had like cuz this was in the middle of a really like tense fight. If and one I'm, of them had I'm been gonna, KO'd in the I'm second round. I'm going to guess like I didn't look it up. I probably should have. And who knows if they even have accurate. I'm going to guess there are 20 million people watching this. Oh, right, on on HBO. Like, like at least. But imagine like you know how the previous one, the game it went badly mm-hmm. for the home team. And it so happened after pretty... and it happened after the game right. was well, over. Now imagine that somebody had gotten KO'd in the first or second round. Everybody's cleared out. Right. This douche like yeah. knocks into the ring and everybody's like, What the fuck are you doing? And yeah. then they just take him off to jail. Yeah. And that's that. He does not get beat up. So he was a victim of poor time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is just lucky that they didn't take it farther than that. But that's so bizarre because, like, if I were, if that happened, like, right in front of me, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, just give him to security, make him escort (laughs) him out. Security, well, it's funny because I didn't. Security beat him 20 times. Well, I didn't show you, like, the whole clip, but police do get in there and the police are trying to get him out. The police aren't. The one oh, I'm time, sorry. The, the one time, time, the one time, the police aren't beating up. Oh, I see. So, um, James Miller was a white man. Is what you're telling yes. me? Okay. And the police are like, "Well, he's already done for. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing. Like, we can't hurt him anymore at this point. Let's just get him." <laughs> so the media immediately dubbed Miller "Fan Man" for for the. <laughs> For the because that's what it looks like. Like he's a, got a fan, yeah. yeah the propulsion for thing. it's it's called a paramotor. So for the paramotor, I, I think what you're trying attached to his harness. An airboat is probably what you were yes. thinking of. In, yep, the that's kind of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like what he has on his back. Mm-hmm. It took so, me a minute to think of it, but yeah. So after the delay, which again was uh, what was it? Twenty one minutes. minutes yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So after the delay, again, this fight is happening outside because I watched clips yeah. of the fight. Uh huh. They both got cold. Oh, because they're sweating, they're sweating so like much, a motherfucker. And, and then, mm-hmm. you know, this is November in Vegas at night. The desert yes, gets cold. The sun is out. Or so, not they're, out so, yep. mm-hmm. so they're both like wrapped up in towels and shit like Trying that. Trying to stay warm. Yes. This would have, this. well, it may have, may or may not have changed the course of the fight. No one will know because we don't know we what don't the know. original outcome would have been. Didn't, didn't help. So well, so I mean, Holyfield Holyfield eventually wins by okay. uh, by oh, a decision. Right. You said that by a decision. Yes. So they made it. They went the distance. They went the distance. So after the after the delay, the two fighters would finish the remainder of the round with one judge awarding Holyfield the round, one judge awarding Bo the round, and mm. one judge awarding a draw. Oh wow! Holyfield would dominate round eight, uh, reopening Bo's wound above his eye with a uh, five yeah, punch combination. Yes. Knowing he was behind the cards, Bo would become more aggressive in rounds 9, 10, and 11. However, in rounds 10 and 11, Holyfield would finish the final 30 seconds of each round by hitting Bo with several combinations, winning five of the judges' six scores for those two rounds. I thought there were only 10 rounds in boxing. There is now. Back then in heavyweight, there Uh was... Uh, heavyweight was 12 and lightweight was 15. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. I I think all boxing is 10 rounds max now. Okay, okay. Did not know. They, they, I mean, heavyweight fights, like when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. were still 15 rounds. 
Jesus. Like, yeah. Imagine like a couple of 200 pound plus guys punching each other. Those are big guys. For 45 All minutes. All muscle. Yes. Huge. If any normal person got hit in the face by them you once. You die. You might. I mean, <laughs> you, you might. You die. You literally could You're die. You're likely going to be knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, but no, like <laughs> I'd be like the KO'd in point two seconds. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> just done. But these guys like take two hundred plus punches from people mm. people like them. That's wild. That that is, mm. and we watch it and pay for it. I don't. I don't get. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I I can't tell you the last time I've watched. I've watched a UFC fight like since I've watched a boxing match. You know, it'd be really interesting to know if everyone was guaranteed the um, human rights of like safe housing, food security, and health care, how many people would actively choose to do something like this. But I digress into socialist, communist uh, thought. Let's continue. So in the end, Holyfield was announced the winner, becoming only the third fighter to regain the heavyweight championship from wow. the man who defeated him for it. Wow. It would also be the only loss in Riddick Bowe's professional career. I didn't <gasps> know that until the, I, on, the, the only, only time. Period? Not even just in title yeah, games. just... No, title matches, matches. <laughs> he, they played the game they played the game <laughs> meaning a fight the game the game being the match the game being they literally beat the shit out of each yes. other for three minutes per One round game. each round <laughs> yes can i play <laughs> yes. but that's Be, just being in a fight with another human for like 10 seconds is exhausting so like i can't was, i can't imagine he was doing it for three minutes undefeated and never knocked out is what that means. Uh, correct. Yes, because it was That's not because he was not knocked out in this. He yeah, and he won by decision, not unanimous decision. Yes. So uh-huh. Riddick Bowe did win one judge. That's, so it was two out of the, three. Does that make him the winningest fighter? I don't think so. Probably not. I, I don't well, know. That, the only way he could be beat is if somebody. Well, I mean, by number of matches, but also as a number of games. Um, but also like somebody who had never lost a match. I'm not sure if there's a heavyweight that's yeah. never lost. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, di- I didn't look that up, but that would be interesting to, in- interesting to know. Interesting. So now we did the two fun ones. Mm-mm. Yeah, now we're on to the sad one, and I thought whether or not whether or not to do this. and After those fun ones. I know. Those, those, but I, I, I think this person's life should be mentioned. And, oh, okay. So you know, hockey, this has to be yes. hockey, because you said football, boxing, and hockey. Yep. So, this is the death of Brittany Cecil. I have not heard of this person. So, Brittany Cecil was a hockey fan who died from injuries suffered when a puck was deflected oh. into the stands and struck her in the left temple at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio on March 16th, 2002. Oh my goodness. So, probably why you yeah. weren't aware you weren't aware of I w- I knew hockey Wayne in Gretzky and the Mighty Ducks. That's what I knew before I met yeah. you. It was so. a pretty big story, like when it happened in the hockey world yeah, I'm obviously sure. i'm sure well this sounds very much freak accident mm-hmm. territory. And that's, that's all it is yeah. Yeah. yeah so a native of west alexandria ohio which was a rural community near dayton ohio okay. cecil was an avid sports fan and football player competing she was huh. a football player nice. competing in a state tournament with her team the orange crush at 11 years old like a, a like a peewee team, team. Okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. After the team qualified for the state tournament, Mayor Carol Lunsford declared the day Orange Crush Day. Cecil attended Twin Valley South Middle School as a cheerleader, student council member, and an honor student. She attended Thompson uh, attended Thompson Secondary School. 
So Cecil had been watching the Columbus Blue Jackets play the Calgary Flames with tickets she received as an early gift from her father oh. for her 14th birthday. Oh my, she was fucking 14? She was oh. not 14 yet. Oh, she, she was, was still 13. Oh, this is a baby. Oh, this mm-hmm. is so sad. And her dad bought her was, the tickets. Was there with her. Yeah. This is awful. With 12 minutes and oh. 10 seconds remaining in the second period, a shot by the Blue Jackets' Epson Knutson. Of course, that sounds like a hockey player. <laughs> was deflected by the Flames. This is an easy one. Derek Morris. <laughs> and the puck went over the glass behind the net, striking her in the left temple. <sighs> Play carried on as the players were unaware yeah. of having accidentally caused any serious injury. Because pucks uh, go into the fucking stands constantly, right? Well, not constantly, not, but it's not like foul balls. Yeah, we'll, but... we'll get into like what changed okay, okay. Like after mm-hmm. this. Were there nets so, behind the... the? There were, but we'll get, in, we'll okay, get into okay. all that. Um, so although Cecil had suffered a a skull fracture, she walked to a first aid station before being taken to Columbus Children's Hospital in an ambulance with her only visible injury being a gash on her forehead. Yeah, because just where the puck hit her. Yeah. At the hospital, she suffered an initial seizure and was admitted, but appeared to be recovering the next day, both communicative and ambulatory and without complaints of pain or dizziness. So that means she could talk. Mm -hmm. She could get around. Like she was, she was... Uh, conscious and moving and a ct scan however failed to catch a torn vertebral artery resulting in severe clotting and swelling of the brain on march 18th she developed a high fever and lost consciousness she died nearly 48 hours after being struck at 5 15 on march 18th 2002 oh my god almost exactly 20 years ago from a blood clot in her brain Oh, Jesus. Uh, two days before her 14th birthday. Oh. So it's really sad. Oh, baby. Oh, that's so sad. So Cecil's funeral was held at uh, uh, Preble Memorial <clears throat> Memory Gardens Chapel near West Alexandria, after which a procession of more than 150 cars followed the uh-huh. hearse to Fairview Cemetery, where she was buried. Attending the funeral was Blue Jackets general manager Doug McLean, who spoke Good. on behalf of the team. Good. But the team was out of town that day for a game, that's, so. So I think that's but all they did have a representative. I, so first of all, I think it's fair <clears throat> that the team carried on. This was all so fucking mm-hmm. freak accident. Um, but I think it's a fucking class move mm-hmm. that they had a rep, uh, the GM. You mm-hmm. said right. Yes. That's that's a high-ranking that's a, official. That's like <laughs> second in charge yeah. of the franchise. That's a class move. And the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm glad they did that. That's very good. It was the first and currently only fan fatality in the NHL's history. Oh, my God. Because of Cecil's death, the league implemented mandatory netting at both ends of the okay. rink that followed. Here's the important. Okay. They had netting before. Okay, but it was different. And I almost don't even remember because mm-hmm. it's been this way for so long. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Now the netting follows the curve <laughs> of the boards. Okay. Like on each uh-huh. side. Like the netting used to be like pretty much just that one section behind the, the Directly net. Directly behind. Uh-huh. Now it wraps around okay. until it gets to the sideboards. Okay. It didn't used to be like that. Okay. But it, but now it's been like that for so long that I don't. It just I don't remember normal, what it. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it used to be like before that. Yeah. So the only fan fatality in the entire history of the league. Yeah. And they well, and they changed. That'll be the last. I I yeah. think probably will be. It's pretty. It was although, so random. It it was, but just changing how the netting, mm-hmm. like, uh, and they did that obviously for spectator safety. Yes. Uh huh. I mean well, nowadays it's. I mean 
if you do, if a puck does does go into the stands, mm-hmm. it's from the side where it's like a yeah. it's like a deflected pass, yeah. or it's not somebody. It's not being shot. It's not somebody ripping a fucking yep. ninety five mile an hour slap shot. It's and then, like it's like right behind the batter in. Um, yeah, baseball. you have to have netting there. Yeah, otherwise somebody will get killed. Yes, like several people I a mean, game. Baseballs can get hit, deflected at Fouled high off? Hell all yeah. over the place. Fuck, dude, that ball is coming mm-hmm. in at like 120 miles an hour Can at I your face. Can I tell you, when I was going to baseball games, like Marlins games with my dad a lot. Yeah, just keep your eye on the ball. Fucking, there were times yeah. where balls would, it, it's like there would be a thing where all of a sudden everyone was deflecting in your direction. Mm-hmm. It was really Oh weird. yeah, I've experienced that in Montreal. And I, my. I never got one though. <laughs> my, no, my instinct was was cover your head and duck. <laughs> Other people were like going for it. It was never it. to catch it. No, 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 no. I was like, no. You didn't no. show up with a glove? You can't go to a baseball no. game without a glove. No. I can't catch a fucking ball. What do you think I am, an athlete? <laughs> I'm sure you could. No. Yeah. I have so little experience in anything athletic outside of a very few things, so... I can do a, a backbend. I cannot catch a ball. There you so. go. Well, I'm, yeah. I mm. can't do a backbend. <laughs> Well, that's not going to help yeah. me when a foul ball is. It might. Away. I mean, it <laughs> might turn into like somebody from like the Fantastic Four. But I mean, even um, I mean, I have been to one game mm-hmm. where somebody right in front of me got hit by a puck coming into the really? stadium because I, I was down in the, um, I was down in the corner. Okay, like just, just where the netting cuts but, off. Yes, and it was coming in like it was coming in as a pass. It, like it oh, wasn't okay. a shot. Okay, but it was like a deflected, and I mm-hmm. saw it the whole time, and I was just like, and I'm like. And it, well, it you can't hit the catch guy. A puck, so you could. Gonna, well, it'll, I mean, it's gonna hurt. hurt your fucking hand. Yeah, yeah. it will hurt your hand. Yeah. I've, I've done it before, uh-huh. like trying to bat one out of the air. Yeah. But um, no, it hit the guy like right in front of me, like up in the shoulder. And he was fine. Okay, that's good because it wasn't a high, super high velocity. No, not like a shot. No, but he definitely got hit. Yeah, <laughs> like it made a noise, <laughs> and like oh, of man. course, like like instantly. Like security was there, like you know, being Checking like, in on him. "You okay? Mm-hmm. Like we have to take you." Right. Just to I bet get... that's. I bet it's mandatory, mm-hmm. and it should be. Yep. It's like you don't get to say, "No, no, no, yeah. no I'm fine." Yeah, we no, have no, to get we you have checked to out for legal liability. We need mm-hmm. to. We need to check you out. Not not and then when, for your own safety. And then when he came back, like they 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 gave him like some kind of like sure. gift bag or something like <laughs> I'm that. Sure. And I remember him saying, "Like, like, is it a Worth like? It? <laughs> no, he was like, he was like, is there a signed like Hurricanes jersey in here? Like something like that. Like right, joking about it. What can I get out of this? Yeah. I get that. It's like lawsuit, signed jersey. Like, <laughs> what, what, what do you want? You know what I do like is that, like, how instantaneous they changed things. They're like, the NHL is pretty good about again. that. Uh, Major League Baseball is pretty which, good about that, too. Which, frankly, is how yeah. it should work in government and everything else. Is I don't give a shit how, quote, reactionary well, that's, it is. A, a, like, league, a league is different from a government. It is. It, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. There are certain people we would want having powers to change things immediately, and there are many people we would not want to have that power. (laughs) You know what the other thing is? There's a lot of scary similarities between leagues. Yes. So so. a league doing it, being like, hey, this is a problem. We're fixing this immediately, which which is what they did. You know, even beyond that, like, yes, that's good that they did that for fan safety. 100%. But what it also is is an acknowledgement that Somebody died because of this, so I don't care if no one is ever at risk again. 
because of this because it didn't happen for however many years up until that point oh almost the like rareness, we're talking in 2002 they just celebrated their 100 this would have been like 85 years so, into their history you know so yeah like and it the, hasn't happened since the absolute like mathematical possibility of this happening was oh it's, so, it's so slim yeah but they did it anyway and one was to protect fans but the other thing is to like say we need to do something in response to this like almost an honoring of her of Britney because that and that's that's really that's a class move is what it is it sounds like they responded exactly correctly yeah and that's it would it wouldn't what happens it honestly wouldn't surprise me like I didn't see anything but it Mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me if like the blue jackets paid for the funeral and all that stuff too because to to them that's nothing that's chump change hopefully they did and that's why you didn't hear anything probably because they that was a condition of it like we're not doing this for publicity we are doing this because we feel responsible for this yeah yeah so but yeah i i Mm. went back and forth but i i've wanted to do that story as like a standalone episode but there's There's not not there's it's just not well it's hard because the it's so straightforward yeah it's just, and we're talking about a thirteen-year-old girl. She yeah, doesn't. She doesn't have like a light. No. It's not. She went to college and she well, did, and, that's and then part became of the major tragedy of it yeah, is because she didn't get 13. to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely just. Do you have more? I don't. Okay, yeah, that's it. I just think that it, it's. So I I really really hope for like her dad's sake because she he bought her ticket I know. for her birthday. I hope he doesn't feel responsible. And it's for coming it up on shit. I mean, twenty I, years. Almost coming exactly up on twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that until just now. She'd be turning thirty-four. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Ugh. And I'm sure, I'm sure, right now is an incredibly tough time for her, her family, probably, and her friends yeah, too, which is terrible. But it's you know what, and, the, and it, it's it was what it, it was just a freak accident. It, That's all you it was. Know what it sounds like is exactly what things happen because of being human and because of not anticipating every possible eventuality, and. Hopefully that's where it ended. Like, hopefully her her parents and her friends and family are able to move on and everything. And the and the NHL responded and changed something. And hopefully that was comforting to her parents. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, even just to say like, yeah, this was extremely uncommon. But so like, maybe we're gonna because, do it. We're gonna do it anyway. Right, and maybe because yeah. of something that happened to our daughter, it won't happen to another family. And it's like, and it's just like you know, twenty years later. I mean the I mean athletes 20 years later from 2002 to now are just bigger, stronger, faster. Right. In, yeah, in, it would have only every, gotten in every sport. It would have only gotten more dangerous or yeah. more more potentially dangerous yeah. if it had happened. Yeah. yeah. But that's just and you know what what's also really awful about stuff like that is the I thought you were going to say like she got hit and she got knocked out and she died. No. But that's she was, not she was fine. Cuz fucking head injuries, man. Yeah. I swear to Christ. They're scary. And she even got treated mm-hmm. and they didn't catch it. Yep. They didn't pick up on it. So even like my whole thing like after Bob Saget was like if you get if you get a head injury like fucking go to the hospital. Well, she did. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't. Still didn't. I mean, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's better technology. Well, medical technology is better by now, you know, of course, cuz it's 20 years ago. But there are some times when just every possible Well, I mean, thing- head injuries, we we're just yes. way more aware of mm-hmm. them now than certainly than we were 20 years well, ago. Well, and the human brain like we are still a little bit in the dark it's, ages of it's the just human like, brain. It's so. like when you think about head injuries, is like, how did it take us that long to come around? Like, mm. hey, if you get punched in the head, 
many, many, by many a two hundred pound guy thousands of times. Uh-huh. Maybe your brain's not going to feel okay when you get a little older, or not even a little older when you're when you're twenty eight. I wonder if it's, like, but but I mean, I grew up at a time uh-huh. like I was for sure concussed once, and probably a mild concussion. And I, mm-hmm. the mild concussion, like I still played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean now. Thankfully, yes, they'd pull you. Now it'd be like there's no fucking way you're playing. Like you're mm-hmm. you're out. But back then it was just like, oh, shake it off. It's yeah. like you got a little dizzy, and yeah. it's just like you look back on that. It's like it's like how many like people went on to have like we'll never know. Like, well, you know what's funny? Weird almost... freaking health issues like because of something like that. Well, you know how like super old fashioned things like you know how uh, b- barbers used to be doctors and they used to bloodlet oh, yeah. people and, and, and all that and shit and dentists. Well, that's probably, like, what things like that are going to turn into. And things we're doing right now are going to turn into because, fortunately, our knowledge is constantly evolving and and advancing. So, and we forget sometimes how young as a discipline medicine really is in terms of, like, being scientifically based. They used to fucking treat things for humors, you know? Like, oh, you're phlegmatic. We need to drain your lymph nodes or whatever the fuck. Like, listen to Sawbones if you want to hear some of the shit they lots of experimentation. Mm-hmm. So, like... Like, here, eat this clover leaf. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll, it will heal you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's what they had to work And with. maybe for, like, one person it did. <laughs> right. And they weren't really sick, but they're like, oh, I feel right. better. But that's... That, I mean, it's just... That's ultimately... You know what that is? That's, like, the... I, th- I think that's a really good story to cover because it's the mini tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean it mini as in it's no. less important or anything. It's just about one person who wasn't famous, wasn't whatever, mm-hmm. just literally a, and a oh, so sad, a fucking child, mm-hmm. like a 13 year old girl. girl, which is so sad, who just wanted to go to a hockey game with her dad for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, that's horrific. And I just hope that. Um, that and coming up on the 20th anniversary, which I guarantee you her whole family knows and is anticipating mm-hmm. and understands and, and is is fully aware is happening. Hopefully. But, but I, I mean, I would say as a league, like they're pretty good overall with fan safety, S- safety, yeah. for, safety for the individual yeah, players. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. But, but, you know but fan also, safety, they're generally pretty you good. You know what I also feel like the NHL is pretty good with is fans in general. Mm-hmm. Like, the players will do things like, uh, in the warm-ups, give, give all their shit to people who are watching. You know, toss pucks for Take pictures, take selfies yep. and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, there's lots of times where they'll, um, especially for kids, um, uh, people who are struggling with uh, developmental disabilities, mm-hmm. things like that, that they're very... Um, generous in terms of interacting with that fan base which i think is fantastic and shows there seems to be a general lack of ego surrounding the um the Rel- office re- rel- sort of, relatively speaking relatively speaking yes, yes. <laughs> um they don't the, again these are all professional athletes they, they all have huge egos yes they do <laughs> yes they do but it seems like they're a little better at off ice. Well, they're they're just not interacting. Here's the thing: they're they're just not as famous. Mm-hmm. Is the thing because hockey's I mean, not as popular. No, as basically. I mean, they're famous sport. here. Mm-hmm. Like if we saw Sebastian Aho, we'd be like, "Holy shit!" But but <laughs> but if he was spotted in like um, right, uh, like Kentucky. Oh yeah. Like like, like no nobody would know. Fucking nobody would know who he is. <laughs> if you know? I saw Sebastian Aho. <laughs> 
and here's hoping I don't because I would embarrass <laughs> the shit out of you. I'd say, oh, she bashed you. She bashed you. would, yes. Let's hope we never see him. <laughs> yeah. No, I would not do that to another human. That's so mean. I would go up to him, though, and I'd be like, Sebastian, you are the cutest little thing. <laughs> as he stands like two feet taller than me, I'd be he's like, He's only six feet tall. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. he's, as he stands eight inches, eight, nine inches taller than me, I'd be like, Sebastian, you are to- totes adorbs. I love your little voice. You're so cute. Please don't end up being a rapist or something horrible like <laughs> yes, so please. many other yes, famous please. men are. Let, like, let, just let's be a good not, person. Let's not find out something like 20 years after please, you retire. Please, <laughs> for God's sake. Just be a normal, like, nice person, which you seem to be. Don't let this change you and just, like, be a proud little Swedish person. You're so cute. Is there he Swedish? Uh, he's a fan. Be a, just a proud little Finnish person. <laughs> You're so cute. Close enough, Sebastian. I guess. Sebastian. But uh, yeah, that was our. Uh, what are we? A sports mashup or something? Stadium disaster. I don't know. Occurrences. Stadium. It's not all stadia. True. So. It's not all stadia. I mean, not all hashtag not all stadia. <laughs> I believe that is the technical plural of stadia. Uh, of stadiums, stadia. Uh huh. <laughs> like they gave birth to each other. Like, this is a. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did it in a financial sense. Like, mm. this place costs $5 billion. Oh, really? Oh, I'm going to make a place that costs $7 billion. Uh-huh. It's a very loosey-goosey, all bad things episode. And that's saying a lot from us. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I forget the exact exchange, but um, Jennifer, our pod friend from uh, Disaster yeah. Area, mm-hmm. tweeted something about... Because Jennifer is... <laughs> She's not us. She's very serious and she very is. good at like her research and what she does. Listen well, well, to disaster. You are. Area. I, I am not. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not to Jennifer's level. Jennifer is like very, very good at that stuff. And she's saying something about like uh, the research that she had done or whatever because she does like really fucking hardcore research. And <laughs> I said something like, "Well, we're just happy to be your chaotic cousins right? in the disaster podcast relatives." World. Because we're just just absolute nonsense compared to her, but um, but it's fun to be nonsense occasionally. Yeah, so. of course. Not that that was nonsense. That was all very interesting. I had not heard of any one of those incidents. Yeah, and that's ever. why I like all three of them. I've wanted to do at one point or another, and that again, there just wasn't enough for each one. I think so they're I and they're all like, related, mm-hmm. and it's all just sort of random things yep. that happened yeah. at a sporting event. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, one of them happening, like, with tw- I'm, I'm guessing tens of millions of people were watching that boxing match. I was watching it. Yeah. Everybody uh-huh. I knew was watching well, it. Well, because it was a know? rematch, heavyweight mm-hmm. championship, yeah. the whole thing. And it was on HBO. It was on cable, pay cable, mm-hmm. but anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm guessing tens of millions of people saw that. And if you brought it up to, like, somebody my age, like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I remember, like, watching that. And then, mm-hmm. like, the first thing that any of us really saw was him getting dragged into the crowd and like getting the fucking <laughs> shit kicked out of him and it was just like yeah because they didn't show the actual no, no no they didn't have that on camera yeah like all of a sudden like he's just there and like, then what the fuck and then all happening? of a sudden he's not because he's gotten <laughs> ripped into the crowd and they're like beating the fuck out of him that's wild i um i also appreciate that it was like a a 
a dis- well the paraglider para or what would they call him <laughs> uh, the parachutist <laughs> yes um that maniac yeah the maniac <laughs> that that had been witnessed by a bunch of people but it sounds well one happened completely off any camera or outside of any mm, fans there's just pictures of it right yeah. and then the other was happened a couple days later really because of britney like dying mm-hmm. within a couple days so i appreciate that there's sort of like two well one kind of funny comma tragedy mm-hmm. and then one actual tragedy sandwiched in between or uh, outside of like just something that millions of people saw so mm-hmm. that's pretty wild so that was good that was that was really cool and and yeah it's been a while since we've done a compilation that's for sure yes now we have to go another two so when we're on episode 455 we'll have to do another compilation there we go <laughs> so that was i don't know what we're gonna determine what we're gonna call this episode i'll figure it out when i'm not two blue moons and half a miller light into uh, half a egg. national local beer sorry half a national local <laughs> I should this, go to Miller Lite with that slogan just see what they think. Did you just totally make that up? I did, yeah. That's fabulous. That? That's probably because you're three beers in. <laughs> you feel that way. Hold on, let me let me taste. <laughs> yes, I think that is because of that. Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty exactly sure. why. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just talking about we were just talking about drunk local band attendant. Yes, yes we were. Yes we were. Uh-huh. Who 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 very helpfully told me that I was a good bass player. Thank you so much, sir. If you hadn't validated that, I wouldn't have known. So I I, I yes, so appreciate like, like that. Like we we realized like the one thing that went away during COVID was was drunk local band oh, attendant. God. And he needs to stay the fuck away. I mean, I was still wearing my fucking mask. So we, we've all we've all known at least one person like man i saw this they were the most amazing i don't know how they don't sell millions of records Dude, it's also we're not it's, that dude, band to be fair it's, but but it's normal it's like you know why none of that has happened it's like because you were fucking wasted <laughs> now i will and, say and, and that that only exists in your mind i will say as a musician <laughs> wasted or at least pleasantly actually pleasantly, pleasantly drunk, drunk audience members are perfect Mm-hmm. Because then they're not too obnoxious, and they're not gonna like try and walk up on stage because that's bullshit that people pull, and that's bullshit. Um, but they they also don't remember a lot of things about the nuance, and that's really helpful as a yes. musician. So. Yes, it is. Anyway, that was a topic to be determined. You will see it, I guess, when we release it. Once I determine what that is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. We'll see you next week.